Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 111 of Let's Go Racing with David Starr. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we will look back at the weekend that was at Darlington with William Byron picking up his third win of 2023. Also, the latest scuffle involving Ross Chastain. And we have reaction from Rick Hendrick as well as Justin Marks. We'll discuss all of that. Uh, coming up in a matter of moments, we'll also look ahead to the All-Star Race this weekend as NASCAR returns to North Wilkesboro. We'll tell you what you need to know about that race and more coming up. We'll also have our news and notes as well as our Ask David segment coming up at the end of the show. Dave Starr is here with us uh, after a, a couple weeks off, but uh, back after it this week. David, a uh, lot's gone on since uh, we last talked to you between uh, not only on track with uh, the events that have unfolded the last couple of weeks. But uh, for you, you've been in Vegas and uh, a couple other places, a couple of racing schools in between, but uh, glad to have you back. How are we doing, David? Man, just glad to be back, man. It's been a couple of weeks off. We've been, uh, you guys have been busy. I've been busy and uh, we just haven't had a chance with our traveling schedule and everything. It's uh, good to see you guys and be back on our podcast, man. And i tell you what, the, the racing world, man, the NASCAR racing has been, uh, been some good stuff the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it has. Uh, Dominic Olagun from the uh, RacingExperts.com joins us as well. Dom, uh, good to be back uh, as always. And uh, I I'm wondering where where we even start uh, with this. Of uh, I, I guess with, with William Byron, but the juicy stuff today is, is going to be on Ross. Oh, always. It, I mean, even Fox has their little segment, Ross messing up this week, or what's Ross Chastain going to do this week? Kind of like the come on, man, segments with Monday Night Football. You know it's going to happen. What's Ross going to do this week? And since the last time we were on the show, so much has happened with Ross, from on-track scuffles to pit road scuffles to more on-track scuffles at Darlington. Yeah. Uh, let's start with William Byron. Gets the win, his third win of 2023 Hendrick continues to look fast. William Byron looking like he's having a career year. David, I, I said a couple weeks ago that I felt like he was the championship favorite, that that 24 team had some figured out. They weren't maybe the best car Sunday, but they were around when it mattered most. And uh, sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good. Uh, credit to, to William and Byron, Byron and company for uh, being in position there uh, when it mattered there at the end of the race. You know, you we wasn't surprised. You know, anytime you come towards the end of these cup races, that 24 car is right there, you know. And, uh, you know, Hendrick Motorsports has just been so strong since the start of the season. And, uh, you know, it uh, wasn't surprising to see the 24 car, William Byron, up there and uh, all the Hendricks drivers, you know. I think right there at the end when they had that, uh, you know, I don't know if it was five or six laps to go what it was, but you had uh, Kyle Larson, uh you know, you had uh, uh, William Byron, and uh, then you had uh, Chase Elliott. They're right there, you know what I mean? So you knew, looked like one of the Hendrick guys was going to be in a victory lane, and it could have been a, you know, a top three sweep, you know. But it, uh, but William Byron is definitely, uh, I think it's been kind of like you said, Tyler, a breakout year for him. Uh, we knew uh, when the season started in Daytona that Hendrick would be strong from the start. Uh we just didn't realize the leader of that Hendrick organization was going to be William Byron. I wouldn't have thought that, but, uh, man, the guy has done a, a phenomenal job, and the whole organization has. 
Well, and, and the thing that I look at in particular, Dominic, that uh, we've been able to say about William Byron in 2023 compared to previous se- seasons is that he's a threat any given week. Every time he takes the track, uh, you know, if you give him a car capable, he he, he could win. You know, it, it, for a while it was just certain types of tracks, you know, the, the mile-and-a-half programs, but – uh, you know, the restrictor plates, the short tracks. I mean, even the road courses, William Byron has become a very good all-around driver. That didn't happen overnight, but here he is now. He's arrived. Well, he's so well-rounded. And like you said, he's been able to compete at these different tracks, from the short tracks, the Bristol Dirt Race, and the road course at Coda, to leading the most laps to Las Vegas, to winning the pole at Kansas. Guys, I saw this stat, and I can't take credit for it. Dustin Albino from JSQ was the one that pointed this out. William Byron earned his 10th pole of his NASCAR Cup career at Kansas a couple weeks ago. But what was more impressive about that, David, he's done it on 10 different kinds of racetracks. Yeah, that's that's definitely impressive. You know, it just, you know, every every Cup driver that races in a Cup series is is just, just, you know, you got – 40 of the best race car drivers in the world, you know, and we speak about William Byron having 10 different poles at 10 different types of racetracks and then to see his consistency uh, up front week in and week out, you know, we're not really surprised by that. Uh, uh, The guy is just a phenomenal race car driver and, you know, to have an organization like Hendrick Motorsports and all the resources and technology engineering from GM and just, you know, and you plug in a great driver like uh, William Byron and then, you know, and, you know, Jeff Gordon stepping in there and taking a a big, uh, you know, I don't know, I just look at Jeff, uh, you know, and and kind of what Tyler has been talking about since the year started that, you know, how William Byron's really having a breakout year, you know, I think just his experience and what he's learned and I'm sure working with his teammates, and and I think Jeff Gordon's really had a lot to do with uh, William Byron's, you know, success here lately. Uh, you know, you you knew it was. I I kind of thought it was just a matter of time. Uh, <clears throat> uh, but uh, but man, not surprised by just how talented he is, and all the all the drivers there at Hendrick Motorsports, all of them are just so talented. Yeah, yeah, they certainly are. And uh, you look at the uh, NASCAR point standings right now, the playoff picture. William Byron uh, has the most playoff points, and he uh, obviously has the most wins at three wins and 16 playoff points. Kyle Larson with two wins and 12 playoff points. Kyle Busch with two wins and 10 playoff points. Then you have Hamlin, Reddick, and Logano, each with one win and seven playoff points. Truex with one win and six playoff points. Bell with one win and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. with one win and five playoff points. Those are kind of the uh, playoff picture as it stands right now as far as guys locked up at this point, nine different winners uh, at this time of the year. Um, if, If I were to say right now, Dom, you know, as we continue to toot the horn that is William Byron in this breakout season that he's having here, if you ask me who the the top five drivers were in the sport right now at this moment, I don't know how you couldn't include William Byron. I think he's taken that much of a step in the right direction. And it's not even just the wins he's had, but consistently running up front, staying out of trouble, not causing wrecks, not getting into wrecks, 
uh, shout out Ross Chastain. Um, you know, I mean, like w William Byron, I I'm not trying to sound like grandpa get off my lawn here, but, um, he he's, he's doing it the right way. Oh, he sure is. And up front every week. And I think David said, we knew Hendrick was going to be good at the beginning of the year. Did we all think it was, did we really have William Byron on our bingo card saying that he would be the best Hendrick car this year? Probably not. Cause last year he did have a good start too, where he won Atlanta. He won Martinsville, and it seemed like he fizzled out. And I know he was in the round of eight, had a chance to make the championship for. But, Tyler, it is a different William Byron this year. And, and I think important to note, too, for all the NASCAR fans following the sport, you know that number 24 is very special. And for a long time, that 24 car was like the lovable loser car in NASCAR. From 1950 to 1993, that car had never won in the Cup Series. And now it's won 100 times, seven times with William Byron. 93 with Jeff Gordon. Guys, I think when it's all said and done, William Byron's going to rack up many more wins in that 24 car. He's just getting started. How about that, David? Seven career wins already for William Byron and 100 for that 24 car. Um, you know, we, we saw what Jeff Gordon did in the 24. Chase Elliott started his career in the 24. Didn't get to victory lane, but did get off to a good start to his career. And then now what William Byron's done uh, you can't tell the story of NASCAR without that uh, that that yellow twenty four. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. We know Jeff Gordon put that twenty four on the map, man. He uh, just a phenomenal job, and uh, what Jeff did for our sport, and just uh, just unbelievable. And and you know to see William Byron getting a twenty four car and coming to his own, you know, and and just sitting here listening to y'all speak, talking about William Byron, you know, I think he's really. You know, he's perfected his craft. You know what I mean? He he knows how to win. He knows how to race. He knows when to race. And, uh, you know, when you when you get that momentum on your side and, you know, you're hitting on all eight cylinders, you and your engineer and your crew chief and your whole organization, man, it's just cool to see him. And he won the race Sunday. He didn't have the fastest race car. You know what I mean? He wasn't a dominant car, but – you know, you put yourself up there week in and week out. He's the most, most consistent driver with the most speed week in and week out. He just really knows how to, uh, man, all I can say, he knows how to put himself in a position to win. He knows he knows how to race, you know what I mean? And uh, when I say know how to race, it's, you know, some drivers over the years have really fast race cars, great equipment, great team behind them and sometimes they just don't really understand and know how to win you know what I mean if that makes sense uh they can race hard uh but when it comes down to getting the W and and getting it done they can't do it you know what I mean and, and uh William Byron has definitely proved that he uh he knows how to get it done and he knows what he's doing these days yeah for sure uh big time win there for uh William Byron on that front. Now the moment you all been waiting for. Ross Chastain. Um, got into it there with uh, Denny Hamlin. Knocked both of them out uh, there at the end of the race as both of them were going towards the win. And uh, just let's start out with that incident and then kind of go piece by piece with reaction from Rick Hendrick and Justin Marks and Denny Hamlin and others. But just the, the incident that occurred on the racetrack. David, I'll start with you. Um, I understand being aggressive, going for the win and everything, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, we, we saw him Ross there racing a little bit too hard. It, it cost both of them a chance there 
uh, of him overdriving it, of him being too aggressive. Uh, it cost. It wasn't just that he took Denny Hamlin out. He cost himself there. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about Darlington? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> man, Ross is exciting to watch. He's really brought a lot of new eyes to the sport and kind of gave the floor, uh, our sport, uh, you know, some new excitement. You know what I mean? I, uh, you know, Ross is a great, 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 great race car driver. Lots and lots of talent. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's one thing to be aggressive and to be super aggressive at the end, you know, we know how it is for us racers that race at Darlington. Usually when you get super aggressive, it's a challenge there at Darlington because you run out of room, uh, you know, just the way the racetrack is built and how much real estate you got to work with. Usually when you're super, uh, when you're super aggressive, uh, you know, it's usually you're going to take yourself out or you're going to hit the wall or, you know, you're going to take somebody else else out with you, uh, you know. So maybe Ross got super aggressive at the end. Uh, you know, it's hard to, uh, you know, I would have probably done the same thing. I mean, you're going for a win. Uh, you know, it's, it's really uh, – <laughs> It's it's a challenge, you know. From one, on one way of it, man, it's just you know that when you get Rick Hendricks' attention and Jeff Gordon's attention, and they're speaking about it publicly, and you know it's just been Ross Chastain, Ross Chastain, this, Ross Chastain, that. Uh, you know, it's got a lot of people talking, and uh, you know, and I guess good. Not always, you know, it's not all the talk is very good. But, uh, you know, I guess the one thing about it, he br he brings a lot of uh, excitement and uh, he's uh, pissed off a lot of drivers, you know, and uh, uh, it's kind of interesting uh, to see it all play out right in front of us, you know, because he's track house has given him really fast race cars week in and week out. And, you know, it looks like to me, Ross Chastain had a shot at winning the race or not winning the race running second, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to see Justin Marks as a team owner, you know, sometimes you got to sit back. It's like, Hey man, we want you to win, but you know, if you can't win, then we're okay taking second or third, you know, it's a good day. Uh, you know, I, and, and you don't know how those team meetings or how those conversations will be because, uh, you know, not only did he did he take a win away from uh, a competitor, a manufacturer, you know, teammate, really, Cal Larson, he took himself out. You know what I mean? So, you know, you like the enthusiasm, you like the the drive, and that you know, it's record or checkers. You know what I mean? But I, I guess you know now it's getting to the point where uh, you know maybe the owners are going to have to step in and say hey man we're okay with second or third you know what i mean if uh, you know if if you can make that happen you know and i guess i think we all knew when we saw that last restart that it probably wasn't going to end well <laughs> you know so, so given what's happened the last few weeks david give us that driver team owner insight so we know a lot of competition meetings for teams to debrief after a race on monday go over things what likely is Justin Marks and Ross Chastain's interactions during those meetings? What is Justin telling Ross behind closed doors? Because we've already heard Justin say 
it has gone too far, that there needs to be course correction, that they need to work with Ross to reel him in a little bit. He's saying that publicly. What's he saying behind the scenes even further, you think? Well, you know, he he likes having a driver that's, you know, he's got one thing on his on his mind is is to win at, at all costs, you know what I mean? And and that's why he, Ross tries Ross is driving for truck house. You know, you got that drive, you got the guy that's got that speed, that desire. Only thing he knows is to win, you know, but, uh, uh, you know, you got to look at the business side of it, the sponsor side of it, uh, you know, the, the, the industry, uh, your manufacturer teammates. And, you know, I think Rick, Rick uh, Hendrick put it best, put it, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to win championships when you got all these people uh, that uh, that you uh, that are not. Uh, you know, I guess when you got all these people that you've knocked out of the way or wrecked or however, uh, it's going to be hard to win championships when you got that many people against you. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I uh, you know, I'm sure they're having some talks about you know, and been racing at Darlington for a long time. You know, those restarts, you know, what your car is going to do. You kind of have an idea of what your car is going to do. You, you're going to run in there, hit the apron somewhat wide open. I mean, your car is going to push big time, you know. And, uh, and you know, Ross knew he was going to push up against Ross Chastain. I mean, it's just we know that, you know, because we've raced there so much, you know. But, hey, uh, you know, eight, eight, eight tires is better than four, you know what I mean? But. You know, I think he got such a big jump and pushed up, you know, and got a little bit of more of a lead than he wanted, pushed up against him, ended up taking himself out. Now, not not only did he take out Kyle Larson, took out took out himself, but you know, you, you gotta start looking at the business side of it. Uh you know, and I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's a lot to analyze there, you know what I mean? Uh, but you know, it's uh Instead of finishing again top five, whether that's second, third, fourth, uh, you got a wreck race car and you got a, you know, I don't know where he in, ultimately ended, ended up finishing. Uh, he didn't finish and then he's taken out, you know, another manufacturer teammate. I mean, it's just a, you know, it's a lot of, a uh, lot of uh, not positive, a uh, lot of negativity from the whole industry against you. You know what I mean? So I, I think Justin Marks is stepping in, like you guys are saying, and uh, probably encourage his driver. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, man, it's okay to get second or third. You know, we want you to win, at, you know, but but if you can't, uh, you know, we're okay with second or third. Well, and, and Dominic, I was thinking about this too, you know, uh, of this situation. We, we've seen how much this has escalated over the last year and a half, right, from uh, – what Denny Hamlin has said publicly and, you know, even Denny kind of retaliating of some sorts, you know, with the, uh, you know, with the penalty we know he got. And then uh, we've obviously had the fight with, uh, with Noah Gregson a couple weeks ago. And I don't know, for, for me, maybe I'm wrong on this, Tom, but something felt different when you heard Rick Hendrick, of all people, come out and say something. We don't hear Rick talk that often, and usually it's always in a positive manner about his race team and his family. But when you got Rick Hendrick, who you know is 
the face of Chevy racing and NASCAR, he and Jeff Gordon, uh, when he is saying something about that, to me, that, that kind of hits different. And, and then Justin Marks finally stepping up and saying, yeah, we got to, we got to adjust some things with our driver and everything. I, I think that that right there, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that Rick Hendrick actually saying something and, and speaking up, that's it. That, that moves the needle something here. Oh, I think so too. And to take that further, Justin Marks saying what he said about how, yeah, this is a little concerning because let's be honest, Justin, you're going you're gonna to defend your driver. You're the team owner, not just Justin Marks, but anybody you're going to go to bat and praise your driver and try to stick up for him as much as you can. But when you keep having run-ins, you keep making mistakes, you keep doing what you're doing, there's only so much your boss can do to publicly defend you. And I feel like, Tyler, maybe Justin isn't hitting that panic button just yet or pushing it, but maybe he's hovering his hand a little bit around it with Ross Chastain. He's got to hone it in a little bit. But I will say this, though. Friend of the show, there at the, the Darlington Raceway this weekend, as many of the NASCAR greatest 75 drivers were there, Jeff Bodine was asked, what do you think about Ross racing? And <laughs> classic Jeff Bodine fashion. He said, drivers should get over it. They didn't race against Earnhardt. Yeah. Uh, David, along those same lines there, uh, <laughs> you're kind of Bodine saying that, you know, we've seen the Earnhardt comparisons and and everything like that uh, that, that's come under the sun the last couple of weeks. Uh, what do you think happens uh, first? Does, does Ross kind of reel it in or – do you think he's going to continue to drive this way? What What is the, the end game for Ross Chastain here? Well, there's lots and lots and lots of talent there. And um, lots, you know. And, um, again, you know, uh, your team owner, uh, you know, backing you up week in and week out. And it gets to the point where it's kind of hard to, to – to back your driver like you need to back him when it's just so consistent it happens often. Um, you know, I think I was saying this earlier about William Byron. He's really come into his own and he's, he's really figured out how to win, you know, and uh, he's got a fast car. Uh, you know, he, he, uh, he'll rub door, you know, he's door handle, door handle. He'll beat and bang with you. He's hardcore racer. But he gets the job done, you know, and I, and I think Ross is, uh, you know, I think Ross is going to have to to maybe pull back just a little bit. Uh, he's right there, uh, obviously lots of talent, but you know, I think he's going to have to figure out how 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 to how to race, how to win. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we're watch, watching William Byron doing it. You know, and, and uh, you know, we see Kyle Larson winning a lot. And, uh, you know, they'll race hard with each other, beat and bang, but they're not taking each other out. You know what I mean? So um, uh, so I, I think that Ross is going to, um, you know, I think he's going to really, uh, you know, with all this uh, negativity, uh, you know, uh, coming at him, uh, I think he's going to have to really focus on trying to 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 get it right and trying to learn how to do it the right way. You know what I mean? Because man, the speed is there, uh, the talents there, the desires there, the teams there. 
uh, you know, and uh, you know, uh, you know that Trackhouse and Ross Chastain can win races. I just think he needs to maybe slow down a little bit, and 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 uh, and I think uh, I think they'll get it figured out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, it's 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 all it's always easier to kind of reel somebody in a little bit, and and then in, instead of trying to you know get them to be aggressive. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. But uh, but you know, I think Ross Chastain's really been great for the sport. It's awesome. I mean, we're. It's just all the excitement and all the things and shenanigans that are happening after races and, uh, you know, and, and what we saw at the end of the race is taking out Kyle Larson and taking himself out. I mean, it's just, man, I've had I've had more people talking about Ross Chastain and about NASCAR the last couple of weeks and then it's since I've since in a while, you know what I mean? So it's really, uh, you know, his, uh, that, win at no cost is really uh, bringing a lot of attention to the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it is for sure. Uh, this weekend, uh, NASCAR, the All-Star Race, heads to North Wilkesboro for the first time in two decades uh, as uh, NASCAR has moved the All-Star Race uh, the last few years with solid uh, you know, in, in Bristol, Texas, and now making its way to North Wilkesboro and just what a job, Dominic, to to make this event happen. Uh, when they got the money to, to redo North Wilkesboro and, and make it active, the hope was, you know, to get like some some sprint cars or some car, cars tour racing or stuff like that, maybe a truck race. Nobody a year ago at this time imagined that the cup race, let alone the cup series, let alone the all-star race, would be making its way to North Wilkesboro, but after a big push from SMI and Fox Sports to make this all happen, uh, this is going to be a, a one-of-a-kind event on the original racing surface. Oh, big time. I, I think personally, Tyler, I think you and I might be a little sad it's not happening at Texas Motor Speedway for a third straight year, but when you look at the great picture of it and the grand scheme of things, to have North Wilkesboro back on the schedule 27 years after the last Cup Series race, I think we would have thought Rockingham would have made it back on the schedule before North Wilkesboro. Just seemed like a pipe dream. Just seemed like something that just was not going to happen. And you think of the history of North Wilkesboro and being on the cup schedule for decades and all the historical moments that have happened there. I think of Dale Earnhardt and Ricky Rudd going toe-to-toe -to -toe and wrecking each other on the last lap, to Jeff Bodine lapping the field, to Jeff Gordon winning the final race there in 96. So many good memories at that racetrack. And there's going to be plenty made more this weekend. Uh, David, uh, North Wilkesboro, uh, I know you've seen plenty of races at that place over the years. How, how big is this for, for NASCAR and the Cup Series to be making its return after 27 years? Man, it's really cool. You know, it's, 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 it was always, I've never raced there, but over the 25 years that I've been a NASCAR driver, I always would drive by there on the way to Bristol. I've always drove by North Coast World just to see the track, a lot of history there, um, you know, and, and I was always sad that I never got a chance to race there, you know, because it was, uh, you know, somewhat like a short track. But, um, but man, you know, I, a lot of credit goes to, uh, you know, uh, Marcus Smith and the Smith family. Uh, and, and also a lot of credit goes to Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think Dale Earnhardt Jr., 
really uh, with the Lost Speedways episodes and 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 I remember they were mapping. I don't know, y'all might know a little bit more about this. They went and cleaned the place up a couple of years ago to to put it on a, a iRacing deal. Uh, there was always a big push to try to get North Wilkesboro back on the circuit, you know, or get racing back there. And I think Dell Jr. had a lot to do with it. And then we look back to a year ago, and I don't know when this race was. It might have been a, a, a late model cars race or uh, a car series, uh, super late model race. Um, but Dell Jr. ran in that race last year. And they said that that place was packed. It was over the top. The excitement, the enthusiasm from that late model race. And I think it wasn't too much longer after that, uh, you know, NASCAR. And uh, I don't know if it was NASCAR or the or Marcus Smith. They had come out that, that, that they would move the all-star race to North Wilkesboro. And, man, I just know the enthusiasm of all the fans. Uh, you know, there's so much excitement to see that place uh, be revised as a NASCAR track and to bring the all-star race there. And, uh, you know, and on social media, I've seen a lot of the really, uh, a lot of the improvements they've done to that place. And, uh, man, the, the excitement and the enthusiasm for the all-star race coming up this weekend is over the top. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I, uh, I'm excited to see the all-star race uh, there, and uh, I'm excited to see them like Tyler, like you said earlier, uh, the racing surface is the original racing surface, you know, and uh, man, it's, it's, uh, it's wore out, uh, you know, uh, kind of reminds me of, a, uh, uh, of Darlington, where you get two or three laps on a set of tires and they're wore out, you know, and uh, I think it's going to be a great race, and, uh, and what a cool place to see the all-star race uh, happen at uh, for it's kind of its, again, inaugural race there after 20-something years. Yeah, uh, it's going to be incredible for sure. And, and, and Dom, what, what I find interesting, too, um, with whether it's SMI or NASCAR both, with with their approach here, uh, the way that we're seeing things change when it comes to this schedule and events is more so of this made-for-TV approach. I'll be honest, North Wilkesboro doesn't have a whole lot of seats. In, in reality, there's not going to be a whole lot of people there. Um, but there's going to be, hopefully, a ton of people watching on TV where – you know, the audience, it's made for the TV audience at home. You look at the, you know, the clash at the Coliseum, same type of thing, uh, where that isn't necessarily made for the people that are there, but for the people watching at home to say, wow, NASCAR is racing at the Coliseum. Um, to me, that's a different approach. And if you're trying to win with TV ratings and go about it that way, I mean that's a that's a approach that that's different than what we've seen from NASCAR and we've seen other sports you look at the USFL uh the XFL those type of sports leagues are made for TV events I mean heck even even football games at home now with with the, the red zone channel and the Sunday ticket I mean people are 
most people rather watch football games on their couch than even go to the football stadium anymore. And I think you're seeing that approach here with what NASCAR's done with with this all-star event and other events is that made-for-TV approach, not necessarily for those that are there. Oh, absolutely. You don't have to fight traffic. You can watch from the comfort of your home. I'm sure a lot of fans here watch football, and you're very well aware of the TV timeouts, the 90-second to 120-second timeouts that TV gets to have to have their commercials, and racing's no different. And I believe with North Wilkesboro, Tyler, fans had to put in for tickets. It wasn't a guarantee, and it was like a lottery system to be picked who was going to get tickets, how much they were going to cost. And I know they were going to be an arm and a leg for this weekend. But you even look at them bringing back the pit crew challenge from the mid-2000s, early 2010s. That's certainly a made-for-TV event where the teams face off and determine starting lineups for the all-star heat races. You have heat races to determine the starting lineups, kind of like the, the duels in Daytona, very similar format there. And then the all-star open being 100 laps. You have the all-star race being 200 with breaks, certainly made for TV. I think it's going to be a great spectacle on TV. And, Fans are going to just, I think, feel nostalgic. But you're right. We're not going to necessarily have that many people there. SMI knows this. NASCAR knows this. It's made for television. I mean, okay, I'm looking right now at uh, one of these uh, third-tier ticket, one of these, you know, resale ticket sites right now, David. Uh, if you don't want a general admission seat, if you want a reserved seat, it's going to cost you to get in before all the fees and taxes and all that stuff, 137 bucks um, just to get a seat in this place. Like we said, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of people there, but it is going to be a worthwhile event that the sport needed and it needed uh, something to kind of give some flavor to the all-star race that's kind of been lacking the last few years. Yeah, you know, the all-star race, it's uh... – <laughs> Yeah, they need a little bit of flavor to it, but you know when you when you got these forty, uh, you know I, I don't know what the starting lineup is going to be. I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's twenty five will make the race. You, I'm asked the question: How many guys will run the uh, the wins the the, the all star race? So we have twenty one locked in, Tyler, and we have I believe it's sixteen that are going to be trying with the open. So definitely an increase from last year with all the the first time winners. We have a lot of people on that list, so there's going to be a lot of good drivers in the All-Star Race, also some good ones that are not locked in yet. Yeah, absolutely, but, uh, you know, uh, it's just going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a, a phenomenal race, you know, and the, the All-Star Race, when you're going for a million dollars, you know, it's exciting because, you know, people are going to be getting Ross Chastain, being pushed out of the way, wrecked, you know what I mean, and, uh you know, it, it brings so much uh, excitement to the television and to the people there watching, you know, because it's for a million dollars. Points don't matter. And uh, uh, and, and, to, and to have it at a venue that we hadn't raced on in 26, 27 years is, man, and, and it's just really a, a lots of uh there's a lot going on there and, and there's a lot of excitement a lot of enthusiasm and uh you know and i didn't really ever thought of it like you guys were speaking about it is made for television i mean gonna be so you know i can't wait to see what the ratings are because man everybody's excited about for the first time i i ain't heard this much enthusiasm this much talk about the all-star race since it almost really you know, first first started. You know what I mean? It's uh, 
there's a lot of really a lot of buildup to it. And you, you and like you, you guys are saying, you hadn't had that over the years and you have it now. Yeah. I mean, literally, guys, there's only 25,000 seats at North Wilkesboro Speedway. That's not a bad thing. Uh, not at all. Uh, you'll draw more people watching on TV and, and, and you'll see that play out that way. And, and you'll have a full crowd and it'll be a great atmosphere. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, looks like uh, no Alex Bowman this week. Josh Berry will have to qualify his way in in the 48 car. Um with that said, just kind of looking at uh, at this all-star race, Dom, kind of hard to pick on a track we haven't seen in 27 years, but we can rely on who's kind of hot right now. The the William Byrons, Kyle Larson's, Ross Chastain's, Denny Amlin's of the world, I would think are the ones to, to watch for here. Sure, and I think Kevin Harvick, Daniel Suarez running the Cars Tour race earlier this week at North Wilkesboro ahead of the All-Star race. David, I got to think any seat time there at that track, none of these guys raced there in 96 when the Cup Series was lost there. I feel like some of those guys might have a slight edge. Maybe, right? I mean, if, if you're getting some sort of seat time and you're on the actual surface, filling the bumps, getting a feel for the track, I got to feel like that's going to play its hand in helping you at some point during the weekend. It definitely won't hurt, and there is a NASCAR Camp World Truck. I mean, uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race there, and and you know, and I think that field is loaded up with some Cup guys as well. You know, I want to say Kyle Larson, mm -hmm. Bubba Wallace, uh, there's Corey some Joy, I believe, is running too. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, and uh, I I I think it wouldn't hurt, and uh, so. You know, you see some of the guys running the cars, late model series, uh, late model race there. And uh, so, uh, you know, people trying to get some, uh, get an advantage here and there, get some seat time on the track. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, hey, hey guys, it's a million dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what makes it exciting, you know. Well, wait, wait, hold on a second on that on that million dollars thing. Ever everybody gets excited, Dom. I feel like I have this rant every year, but I'll reiterate: everybody gets excited about the million dollars. All these guys are rich anyway. Like I, I don't get the <laughs> thrill out of seeing millionaires even add on more money. I will say though, with inflation. How's this thing still a million dollars? They should be winning two million dollars. <laughs> You're right. Well, so ninety was it ninety four, ninety three, David? The first year they really did the million dollars at Charlotte, and that was what thirty years ago. So Tyler, you are correct. I, I punched this in on the inflation calculator. I don't know if you could see it there, but it has doubled since ninety four. So it should be one million dollars in nineteen ninety four would have the equivalent of about two million fifty thousand dollars in today's dollars. <laughs> Okay. There you go, man. I don't. Nobody's talking about much about the inflation and all that kind of stuff. You know, y'all, <laughs> uh, you know, bring up a good. Uh, you got a good strong case there, you know, for uh, to raise the purse up. But you know, that being said, be kind of cool if if the NASCAR uh, Craftsman Truck Series and Xfinity Series uh, that we uh, we all had all star races where we could all go for a million dollars. I think it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, some type of exhibition event uh, would be great to see. So, uh, official picks for this week. Uh, I'll I'll keep going with uh, who's hot. I'll go with uh, William Byron to uh, to get it done here at North Wilkesboro. I believe, Dom. Uh, th this is going to test my my memory here. I believe that he won 
the uh, NASCAR Pro Invitational Series iRace that they did at North Wilkesboro during the pandemic there. Oh, you man, you put me on the spot and I don't have the answer. David, you know, right? Who won the pro? <laughs> that's, that's a joke, man. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, so he's got somewhat of experience there. I'll go with uh, William Byron. How about you, Dom? Well, I, I think you would want to think experience has something to do with it and, and pressure and situations. And it feels like, I don't know, as of recent, this man has really just risen up to the occasion when it comes to pressured situations or, or new events. He won the Clash last year in its first race. He won the race at Gateway. He won the championship. Joey Logano is going to get it done in the All-Star race. David, I think we know who you might be going with, but I'll, I, I never... Man, you know, I, I don't, you know, I'm just going to say Kyle Busch. You know, those guys have been really strong. And, uh, you know, it's just a type of track. It, I, I don't know. I mean... I'm just throwing somebody out there that that that's capable of winning the All Star race. There's so many, you know what I mean. I'm just going to throw Kyle Busch. Uh, Kyle Busch gets it done. Yeah, I, I think too. Like your your friend there, Kevin Harvick in the 29. That's going to be really cool to see that 29 car hit the track one more time. Ryan Newman running the open. Tyler, the only one we're missing is Jimmy Johnson in the 84 car. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that that would be cool uh, uh, if that could happen of some sorts, but it's uh, it's not. I, I would I would say you know we 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 see Harvick running the twenty nine. We saw the throwback schemes and all that. I'd really like to see some of these old school sponsors like come back. Like, what if he was in the twenty nine Goodwrench car this weekend? That would have been really cool. You know, well, that won't happen because of the Ford and Chevrolet thing. Oh, but that's I'm gonna see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah. Uh, with that said, we'll uh, we'll move on to our uh, news and notes segment. Dominic, what's uh, going on this week? Well, let's let's recap a little bit. It certainly was a special weekend in Darlington, and NASCAR honoring and officially adding 25 drivers to their original NASCAR 50 greatest list. And in Tyler David, I believe 31 drivers were there to be honored, past and present. And some of the ones that were not there include Harry Gant. Kelly Arborough, Rex White, I believe Mark Martin wasn't there, but a majority of the, the drivers still alive and the ones that got named to the list were honored with a bunch of festivities and, and posing for photos and, and shaking hands, doing autographs. Such a cool way to do it with, with having the, the list updated 25 years later, coinciding with Throwback Weekend. What a really, really cool event. I, Guys, I wish we were bringing some of these guys back to the track more often, not just for these special commemorative events, but bringing drivers like on a rotation somehow, some way, thanking the drivers of yesteryear that helped build up the sport. And I wish we had more of this. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I, th I thought it was really cool to see you just, you know, uh, I didn't know how many were there. Uh, but before the race started, uh, when they introduced them, uh, it was cool to see Casey Kane, Carl Edwards, Jimmy Johnson. I mean, it was just Richard Petty, and it, it was just really cool to see them all uh, on the stage uh, uh, before the race. I, th I just thought that was really cool, and uh, what a what a great racetrack to do it at. You know, the one that the most, most historic first uh, NASCAR racetrack. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was really uh, unique and really cool and very special. 
you know, uh, it was, uh, and I think you said there were 31 drivers out of the 75. Uh, but man, that would have been cool to be there and to see them all and shake their hands. It would have been pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and and one thing that I really liked, guys, was uh, was Carl Edwards uh, being in the booth for stage two, and he was fantastic uh, calling the race. But then hearing him say that he wants to get in the simulator and try out this uh, next gen car, and didn't rule out the possibility of return. Um, good to see Carl around and, and, and talking, uh, David, I, I know you love Carl and, uh, I mean, he's, he's what, 43 years old. I mean, he's had plenty of time off the last, uh, several years here. If, uh, if Carl wants to make a comeback, he didn't forget how to drive. I think he could be just as good as he was before and, and, uh, and have a, a whole second era to his career, uh, potentially if he wants to make a comeback. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, you you put him in a in a good competitive car, and Carl Edwards would win uh, right away. Uh, he didn't forget uh, how to race. Uh, you know, it was cool to see him finally come back to the racetrack. I think that was good for him. Uh, you know, and I think uh, we don't see Carl Edwards much because uh, you know, as a as a racer, it's hard to go to the racetrack and not race. And if you're there, you know, if you're there and you're not racing, it's, it's not a, it's not, that's not how you, that's uh, not a great feeling. You know what I mean? And I, and I know Carl probably was there in the booth watching the race, but probably couldn't stand it one bit, you know, and he knew it was going to be that way. And uh, I think it's great. I, I'd love to see Carl back in competition. I was always surprised that he retired when he retired because he's such a racer. He was somebody I see that would race. He, he kind of reminded me like a uh, 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 a red farmer would race until he's 90-something years old because he loved it that much, you know. So I was really surprised when Carl made that announcement and when he when he did retire. But I would definitely love to see him get back in a next-gen uh, NASCAR cup car. And, and, and I think you would see some backflips happening after that, after he does that. Well, and Dom, I'd put it this way with Carl. Um, I feel like he's got some unfinished business. Uh, came super close to winning a championship, but never got it done. Never won the Daytona 500. Um, he's been close in the Hall of Fame, but hasn't gotten in. Maybe he's not a Hall of Famer right now. Um, with, with that said, you know, we've also heard him say in the past that if he made a return, that he would like to do it with, Joe Gibbs Racing and with Martin Truex's future and Denny Hamlin's future in question, there might be some seats potentially open at, at Joe Gibbs Racing here in the future. I, I think that uh, I'd be willing to guess that greater than 50% that we haven't seen the last of Carl Edwards. I think that's fair in saying that, too. And, and I was thinking as you were talking about that some of these guys, like who has – had a long time out and then came back and did really well. I think Mark Martin, he was out of the Cup Series six years before he signed with Jack Rich. Now, granted, he was in his 20s, so a lot younger than Carl Edwards, but like Ricky Rudd taking a year out and then coming back. But when he came back with the 88 team and Robert Yates in 07, wasn't the best equipment. We haven't really seen this fair opportunity happen. Matt Kenseth coming back 
after what two three years like even ryan newman was the best that we've ever seen the 51 car last absolutely out qualifying in a rick Ware racing prepped car the fastest it had ever been to the pole you put carl letters in good equipment man it's hard to argue that there's no way he's not going to be fast um david with, with with knowing what we know and just hearing what carl said um I, I would I would put it this way. I think Carl's phone is is probably getting a lot of phone calls, probably probably ringing quite a bit here the, over the last couple of days. Yeah, I'll just say he'll be he'll be back. Mm. Okay. Don't know when, but he'll be back. Okay, so David knows something. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm we got NASCAR that. insider David Starr with the scoop <laughs> coming back. Put it in the paper. Put it in the headlines. There you have it. It's going to happen. I love to hear that. Uh, Dominic, what else going on? Well, maybe David can give us some insight on this, and maybe he's got an inside scoop on this next story. There's some meat and potatoes here as well. The Associated Press is reporting that NASCAR and team owners are still negotiating over charters and what to do in the next era of how that's going to look. The current charter agreement, which started in 2016 and expires in 2024, guarantees that 36 teams are – ensured a spot in all points awarding races and all exhibition races and guaranteed purse money and kind of like the winner circle program from the 90s. You win races, you run up front, finish up front, have higher points, standing finishes, that guarantees you more money that and for the following season. But talks are breaking down. Team owners are stressing, all of them sent an open letter to NASCAR, look, we want this to be permanent, not just a renewal. We want to make sure our investments are protected. Guys, Denny Hamlin for the Associated Press has said he's already spent $20 million just his own money to keep this thing going, and he wants to see some sort of return on investment. David, you look at this negotiation and how it's set to expire at the end of 2024. Where does NASCAR stand? Where do the team owners stand? And, and not only that, but the drivers, the pit crew members, the people that work the day-to-day -day office, this affects a lot of people. Yeah, it really does, and, and, I, and I really believe – uh, that NASCAR and the team owners will come to an agreement because without your team owners, you don't really, you, there is no sport. Your product are your race car drivers, your racing teams, uh, you know, and uh, and like Denny Hamlin's saying, you know, uh, he spent $20 million of his own money keeping his team going. Uh, you know, the business model, we know it needs adjusted. Uh, there needs to be some changes there. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know all the business side of it from the cup standpoint, uh, but it sounds like to me that, uh, that NASCAR will do the right things. And, uh, these, these teams, these, these race cars, crew members, engineering, all the technology, I mean, it's expensive to be a team owner. And if you're going to have a great sport with great races, like we've seen over the years, uh, you got to take care of your, your product, and that's the teams. And I think that they will get that done. Um, you know, it's it's um, you know, I, it's it's. Um, I don't think it's an easy process, but I think uh, when it's all said and done, I think they'll come into an agreement that really works good for everybody, and, and it's been it's a win for everybody because uh, you can't have a great sport without teams and uh and i think nascar sees a you know nascar sees that they're aware of that and um and I, I just i have a hard time 
uh, I have a hard time believing moving forward that that the that the 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 today's business model probably won't work for the future. So I see some changes coming, and I think it'll be a win-win for everybody. Well, Donald, I would add to that too is that uh, I, I would think that a, a side of these negotiations of trying to work with all parties involved here, the fact that we're hearing that uh, a summer package of some sorts, TV-wise, is likely to go to a streaming service like Amazon or Apple or something to that effect, that tells me that NASCAR is trying to find every single dollar they can um, so that that way the teams can get what they want and they can get what they want and everyone's happy and okay here, uh, that they're not just content with working with Fox and NBC. They're trying to find every penny they can. So I think that's kind of worth noting in the situation uh, as far as I'm concerned, Don. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Tyler, joking here that, oh, Dave's got the inside scoop. I mean, we know that you're very well connected with the media industry. What, what are you hearing? What are sources telling you as far as you, we hear the streaming thing, Fox and NBC's exclusive window? What other networks could throw their name in the hat? Or what other possibilities are we not hearing just yet? I want to rule out ESPN, but uh, ESPN's going through some mass uh, layoffs right now uh, where they are eliminating a lot of positions and asking people to take uh, pay cuts. And it's not just ESPN. It's all of Disney Corporation right now. They're expected to lay off over a thousand employees, uh, both wow. in production and on air. So I don't know if they're necessarily going to want to spend on NASCAR when they're having to make the cuts that they're making. But with ESPN Plus continuing to grow, they're always looking for more opportunities they could potentially grow ESPN Plus. So I want to rule out ESPN and I think they're going to kind of see how things go with SRX this summer to maybe get a gauge on uh, motorsports. We've seen ESPN do, do a really good job with F1, but you think about the SRX deal and you think about the F1 deal, ESPN's not having to hash out a lot of money for either one of those either compared to the money that NASCAR would command. Um, so that's something to keep in mind there. But all signs point to, barring something you know, changing like, ESPN, the 11th hour, or somebody else that will probably see this TV contract be, uh, you know, Fox for the first half, NBC for the second half, kind of like what you see now, but then probably three races taken away from Fox and three taken away from NBC to carve out a, a piece in the summer to go to a streaming service like Amazon or Apple. And Amazon seems to be the leading contender uh, and apparently NASCAR was really impressed with the success they had with uh, Thursday night football this past year of uh, the exclusive rights they had in NFL games there, that that's what caught their eye to potentially do a deal with NASCAR for a summer package. So uh, we'll see where that ultimately ends up. But nonetheless, uh, it's interesting for sure. Oh, Guys, go, go ahead, Dom. Yeah. No, I was going to say absolutely. And just kind of shades of the whole TNT summer series thing where they would have six races, but next generation, you take it to a streaming service. Yeah, and in Amazon too. Um, you know, we 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 look at Amazon. They're trying to sell. You know, everything they do with Thursday Night Football is a way to get more subscribers for Prime Video and, and you know for Amazon Prime and to sell products. And they're going to be doing a Black Friday football game this year as a way to get people to shop on Amazon on Black Friday. <laughs> and so. Everything they do, you know, if they if they can make money and, and sell more and get more prime subscribers, then they'll look into it. So 
NASCAR could be a good fit. Maybe we're seeing more people wearing uh, some old school racing jackets or something they got off Prime or something, you know, as a result. So I need to give me one of those, by the way. I, I need like an old school. If somebody out there is listening and knows where I can get this, besides the obvious of Amazon, Dom, I need like an old school Jeff Gordon Rainbow Warrior jacket that I can wear out <laughs> to, that I can oh, wear wow. like to the clubs or something like that, you know, like something throwback. Well, absolutely. Like, was it last year we were all in Las Vegas for the NASCAR race weekend and my brother needed a jacket. He didn't go to the race, but he said, I'm going to go to the strip. Let me borrow your jacket. And it was that, that Exide 1990s Jeff Bodine 1994 throwback. He said he had never gotten so many compliments in his life on such a nice retro looking <laughs> jacket. I mean, he's got a lot of nice clothes, but he said, yeah, I got so many compliments on it. And I, and I got to say the same thing there. Tyler. I wear that jacket and people are like, Hey, that that's pretty cool. Like, like it's back in style because it's got the black, it's got a checkered flag on one side, and then it's pink and blue and black, and it's got the car on the back. It's a pretty cool looking jacket. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I need one of those. Uh okay. I, don't make me spend my money on Amazon, people. Help me out. If somebody <laughs> I'd rather support a small business if I can, uh, than than do, go that route. But nonetheless, time for our uh, Ask David segment. Uh, you can submit questions to us on uh, Facebook. Uh, and Twitter uh, at Star Podcast, also by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. First question in the inbox uh, this week, David, is uh, from Steve. Steve wants to know uh, Will David buy Ross Chastain a drink for clocking Noah Gragson, since we know that's what David wanted to do? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, you know, that, uh, what, 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 what took place there, uh, is good for the sport. And, uh, I was glad to see it. And, uh, you know, if I would have had the opportunity, I, I would have done the same thing Ross did, but probably would have been a little bit more involved in it, you know? Um, um, so yeah, I didn't have that opportunity. I tried to create it, but it didn't come to come together like I wanted it to, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I buy both of them a drink uh, because um, you know I, I include you know both of them deserve a drink. It it, it created a good drama, good television. A lot of people were speaking about it, so uh, I, I like it. Oh man, uh, Dominic, I, I loved that answer I just heard. Oh, me too. Steve, I know you're listening. You're a big fan of the show. You send in really good questions. You ask us some really fun ones. That was a good answer, David. Uh, that was – I don't even know what to say. I'm just yeah. – <laughs> I just floored at uh, that type of answer there. Uh, that was great. Uh, next question in uh, the inbox. Uh, this one's from Carol. And Carol wants to know, David, what is your favorite dessert? Man, you know, you know, we all, all of us, you know, uh, we all know what our favorite dessert is. Mine is ice cream. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's uh, man. I'm, 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 I love ice cream. You know, and Missy and Rich Fix from uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. When I'm hanging out with with Rich Fix and and Maggie that works for me, that takes care of all my social media and all our racing stuff. Uh, she's constantly taking pictures of us because we're constantly. Pulling over somewhere, getting us some ice cream, man. But that's my go-to dessert. Uh, you know, restaurant, 
Dairy Queen, wherever, you know, I just, I love my ice cream, you know, and, and uh, uh, so that's mine. How about you guys, Tyler, uh, uh, Dominic, what's y'all's uh, favorite well, dessert? I'm, I'm an ice cream guy, you know, I mean, I, I can, if I eat too much ice cream, I can, I can pass out worse than Anna Nicole Smith, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, like I, I got to be careful when I drink, when I, I'm eating ice cream, you know, and and all fours, whether it's with cake or by itself or, you know, in a milkshake, whatever it may be, you know, uh, there's no wrong way to eat ice cream, Donald. Ice cream's good, man. Ice cream with cake, pie, root beer, Dr. Pepper, <laughs> float, bananas. Man, I love yeah. ice cream, but I'm going to be the weirdo. I'm going to pick it. And I love cake. I love all that stuff. I love my sweet stuff. But you give me the option of cake or ice cream or any of that, or like the sweetest watermelon on the planet, I'm going to go with the watermelon every time. There's just something about watermelon as a great dessert. We were yes. at the, the Texas All-Star Race last year. We were hanging out with David and Tyler at the Chasco Compound. And there, guys, there's great dessert there. There was cheesecake. There was all these different assortments. I went and beeline straight for the watermelon because that thing was freshly cut and spilled up on watermelon. Just don't put salt on the watermelon. Just keep it as is. That ruins it, man. That ruins it. Yeah. As a kid, I thought I didn't like watermelon because my parents put salt on it. And then once I had watermelon without salt, I'm like, ah, oh, okay, there it is. Uh, <laughs> this is what I've been missing this entire time. Now, if you ever put sugar on top of watermelon, I did that as a kid. That's very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question, though. I like that. Yeah. Last question. This one's from Trevor. Trevor wants to know, David, what did you do for your mom and for your wife for Mother's Day? Man, you know, uh, I just called my mom. She didn't come to, I thought she was coming to town because uh, most of her kids live here, but they didn't end up coming. So I called her, told her how much I loved her and, and just thanked her, uh, uh, thanked her for just being an awesome mom as a kid, uh, just all through my life, she's still an awesome mom. Tell her how much I loved her. Uh, we sent her some um, some money to do whatever she wanted to do. And then for my wife, we uh, um, uh, we we got her some. Me and my boys got her some flowers. Wrote her some really pretty, you know, some uh, gave her some really sweet cards and uh, gave her some cash. And then we went and ate. We asked her what she wanted for dinner, and she said she wanted to go eat sushi. So we took her to a nice sushi restaurant uh, Sunday night, and uh, it was just a, a fun, relaxing day with me and my boys and my wife. And uh, how about you guys, man? What did y'all do for your for your wives, for Dominic, for your wife and and your moms? What uh, what y'all do? We ended up spending Mother's Day here in Grants and. Man, it was it was really cool. Earlier in the week, I'll show you guys this really cool thing. We I, I got the cool idea of, and I can't say it was mine. I mean, most of my stuff's not original, but this one was a really good idea. And I had to steal it of having our son, who's six months old, sign the Mother's Day card. So he ended up signing the Mother's Day card on on behalf of everyone. And and he got the Sharpie and I guided him and he actually did sign it right. Oh, I guess it's not gonna show up there, but and, and it was presented to to Felice and and she got choked up and it got me choked up. That was pretty cool to see that. And we all went to breakfast. We went to mass and we went as a family and we went with my mom and dad. And 
my mom's sister and her family, my grandparents, we all met. And we had a really, really nice breakfast at the Iron Skillet at Petra. I think you guys have those in Texas too. So really good food. And we just spent the day together and we had some steaks and grilled out for dinner and got gift cards for, for all the moms in our families. And it was a good time. And Tyler, I, I know Mother's Day is very special for you too. I know you ended up going back home as well. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I took my mom to dinner, just the two of us, Saturday night. And uh, afterwards, uh, we uh, we went to the rodeo. I took my mom to the rodeo. Cool. And she loved it and had a good time and, you know, saw everything from the bull riding to the barrel racing to all that. Uh, I, I I loved being at the rodeo. I, I'm, I'm an urban cowboy, you know? I mean, like, you're never going to keep me going <laughs> hay, but... I love to be wearing my cowboy boots and going to rodeo and stuff like that. So that was a good time. Then uh, we just spent the day with the family and and all that and had uh, some good steaks on a Sunday afternoon grilled out. So it was uh, it was a good time for sure. So certainly enjoyed Mother's Day and had a very good weekend. So guys, yeah, uh, yeah, you ever thought about what we would do without our mothers and our wives? Man, we'd be lost, man. So oh yeah. Oh, David, I'm, I'm I'm 29, and and I still need my mom. I still need my grandma. I need all these women in my life, and very very Absolutely. thankful and appreciative for all the time we get with them. Absolutely, guys. Uh, we got to wrap up before we do. Uh, looking ahead to uh, this upcoming weekend, what's going on with uh, with everybody? Starting with uh, you, Dom. So, hey, if any listeners out here, I'm I, like Tyler said, urban cowboy, I'm going to attempt to be a real cowboy this weekend. My in-laws have some cattle. I'm going to be helping brand. So Tyler, <laughs> David, I don't know if you guys are branding cattle. <laughs> branding cattle this week, and I will let you guys know next week's show how that goes. Nick has lost it. He's lost his mind, man. Oh, man. My father-in-law wanted our help last year. We were actually at the Texas All-Star Race last year, so we couldn't help him last time. But he, got, he asked us. My brother's coming up to help. We're going we're gonna to make a little weekend of it up in Taos. So I'll report it back. David? Do you ever have any experience branding cattle? And if so, what what typically? Dude, I, I gotta say, absolutely not, man. That's uh, <laughs> you know, I, I hope you get some video and some pictures of that. You know what I mean? That's uh, oh, that's way outside my comfort zone. You know, it'd be kind of oh, cool to experience with somebody that knew what they were doing. But uh, but that's uh, that's pretty cool, dude. What a, that's gonna? I'm I'm intrigued by it and can't wait to hear how it all goes down. And uh, that's yeah. pretty cool. I'll yeah, you guys Tyler, you gonna you, you gonna go to over to New Mexico and help out? Uh, I think I'm I'm busy with about anything else. <laughs> yeah, of, of all the things you thought you were gonna hear this week, and I don't think that was at the top of your guys' list. I'll let you know how it goes. And, and listeners, I know you're out there. I'm sure some of you had experience. Let me know what's the best advice you could give me for the first time helping out with it. Branding cattle. Okay, that's a new one. I wasn't expecting. Just don't that. get hurt, man. <laughs> uh, this weekend, uh, on a on a, a kind of serious note, but uh, I, I just want to shout out my uncle, my uncle Jason. He he passed away uh, about a you know week and a half ago, and uh, going to his funeral back home this weekend in Oklahoma. But guys, uh, I, I just want to tell you real quick about him. He was my uncle Jason was a huge NASCAR fan. He followed all the stuff we were doing with this show. And his favorite driver was David Rudiman. That's oh, how you know man. he was a real NASCAR fan. He was, yeah, yeah. He, he had yeah. a he had a he had a good one there, man. So wow. So he he loved David Rudiman. Was a big Rudiman fan. Loved that Aaron's Dream Machine car. And uh, I know he's still watching races uh, up from heaven, of course. But uh, certainly going to 
celebrate his life and his his memory uh, this weekend. And good to be around family, of course. But uh, just uh, uh, want to recognize him, and and we'll certainly uh, we certainly miss him and love him and and uh, and everything. And so it should be a, a joyous time. He was also uh, a big Oklahoma State uh, University fan, uh, big sports fan in general. And so they've asked everybody at the funeral this weekend to wear orange, uh, the colors of Oklahoma State, <laughs> to the funeral. <laughs> so uh, I'll do that and uh, you know, honor his legacy. So that should be uh, should be a good time seeing everybody this weekend. And and uh, I'll be, uh, you know, certainly uh, might need to reach out to, to David Rudiman or something, you know, here, uh, you know, about that. But uh, very cool. Right. David, what's going on with you? Oh man, just just uh, we had we were such a busy weekend with racing schools and got my cars back to my race shop and just fixing a little bit of fixing a little bit of this, fixing a little bit of that. Hopefully, uh, looking excited to watch the All Star race this weekend and uh, maybe get my youngest little boy. Uh, he'll get to go race his little sprint car this weekend Ooh. and uh, we'll have some family time at the racetrack with my little with my youngest and uh, and uh, so looking forward to that and. Uh, so, yeah, that's what our weekend's going to look like. Very good. Very good. Guys, uh, fun show as always. Uh, subscribe for new episodes out each and every week, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash starpodcast, Twitter at starpodcast, and uh, also by email, davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. For David Starr and Dominic Olegon, I'm Cyber Jones. Thanks so long. It's been another edition of Let's Go Racing. See you next week.